Hello around everybody, it's time for the Tales by Toe podcast. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Tales by Toe podcast. It is episode 20. We made it guys, we made it to 20. I feel like I didn't think we'd get here, but thank you for tuning in, listening, sharing, all that fun stuff up until 20. Now the journey to 20 more begins. So as you know, the last time I hit my 10 episodes, I it was a milestone. So today is a milestone. So it's only right that we have another guest. Now, as we've been talking about Adulting 101, it only seemed appropriate for this guest to be the very same guest we had the last time, but we've got lots more questions. So welcome, Mr. O. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me back. Hmm. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, not bad. Not bad. Been looking forward to this one. Oh, yeah. Why? It's <laughs> always so good to support your wife when she's trying to, uh, to grow her business. So I'm just excited to contribute. Is that all or is it because the topic of today's conversation is one you're interested in too? Um, I could say it's both. Yeah. Both. Yeah. Trying to provide support as well as being interested in the topic. So yeah, I'd say both. Okay. Yeah. So we've been, I started an Adulting 101 series and I've done two episodes so far. So mm-hmm. we spoke about um, the importance of getting your affairs in order mm-hmm. when it comes to finances. And then we spoke about staying in your lane and really just living to your own means and knowing what's coming in, what's coming out, what you can and what you can't afford. Of course. That, Understanding your limitations is extremely important of being an adult. Exactly. So that's exactly what I've been t- trying to tell the folks. Um, and in this world of finances and, you know, doing things for the gram and trying to find the right balance, I started to think about finances and relationships. Obviously, we are in a relationship. We are married for those people that don't know. <laughs> um, and, you know, finances is a big, is a big topic within our household because we do things together. Um, and it's something that we chose to talk about when like quite early on in our dating. So I've been asking people on Instagram or social media how they feel about talking about money when you're dating. So this is kind of why I wanted to hear your two pence and kind of hear what your take on it is has has a male in this situation. Obviously I'm always talking from a female perspective. Um, but yeah, so I've got a few questions for you and we can start with, do you think it's important to talk about money when you're dating? Um, the simple answer to that question is probably yes. Um, I believe that as soon as you get into a serious relationship with someone that money should be one of the first topics you talk about, because as we've seen in many examples, we see in TV shows, movies, everything. When, when the, uh, when the, uh, relationship starts getting more serious and, you know, you haven't discussed money at that point, then you have to bring it in much later. And then that could cause some friction in the relationship, even though you are now committed to that person. Mm -hmm. So it's just important to put all your cards on the table from the beginning so that everybody knows what each person can do, what each person can contribute to. Yeah. And just so that people can grow together. But when you say introduce that conversation in the beginning, like, okay, we, when we started dating, we started talking about money maybe like month three. Yeah. So 
when you say start talking about it early, when is the right time? So when I, what I was referring to was about that time. I meant once the relationship gets more serious. So if you're dating someone regularly, then you know that it's going to go somewhere. So I guess at that stage, you should start talking about money because you could eventually, you could marry this person. You could uh, become a lifetime partner with that person. Mm-hmm. So it's important that after you know that you're going to commit to this person in terms of your time and and your and you know going on dates together and you're going re- going on dates regularly then i think money should become a topic of conversation around you know that 3 4 month period um you shouldn't wait you know until you know you're living together and stuff before you start talking about finances because at that time you may not know if that person may be like in massive debt <laughs> they haven't told you anything um you don't know if the other person is lying to you about their job situation you don't mm. know if if you know Maybe you want to try, if one of you is better with the money, whether you can help the other person just to control their finances better. Mm-hmm. Those kind of things. If you iron them out at the beginning, the relationship will be much smoother. Fair. But do you feel like it has a, it adds another level of, maybe not complexity, but another level of um, vulnerability in your relationship that sometimes it's better to avoid the money conversation? I don't think so. I think I think if everybody puts their cards on the table at the beginning, then there'll be a lot less disappointment later on. What if, okay, at the, our three months point, what if I told you I had loads of debt? You're still, it's still quite early on in the relationship that you could dip or then, do you stay? What do you do? But then it's up to that person, the person that's being told, whether they love you enough, whether they're willing to commit to you enough, that mm-hmm. they're willing to understand your, everybody has issues coming into a relationship, you know, everybody's their own person before they meet the other person. Mm. So if they know that you have this thing, then maybe they can help you pay some of that debt. If, and that's, and again, that would show the the type of person that you're trying to be with, the person who's willing to help you when you're in a pinch. And that's the kind of relationship that most people should have. You should, that's the partner you should have, someone you can trust that can take you out of any situation and help you when, you, when they can. Mm-hmm. And I think if you put all your cards on the table, all the negatives and positives, not just all the positive stuff, then I think people will just... The, the relationship will be much stronger for it, I okay. believe, anyway. Okay. Yeah. So, from the perspective, I guess f- from our perspective, it was important also to talk about money because we knew the kind of things that we were building towards, um, yeah. you know, the traditional wedding being one of those things. Um so I'm from Zimbabwe, Dapo is from Nigeria. We have a traditional wedding. I've spoken about this before, um, but it involves a lot of financial giving from the husband's point of view. Um, it's almost like saving up for an engagement ring, right? If, if there was, if we weren't having a wedding, let's say, mm. do you think money would still have been an important conversation for us to discuss so early on or was the fact that we were you know on the journey to marriage it was easier to talk about money quickly because we had a wedding to plan and we both needed to contribute to it like do you think if we were just partners and marriage wasn't anything in our that we expired to would it be as easy to talk about money or not um i think I don't think it matters whether that the fact that we were planning for a wedding. I think eventually both of you are going to have to make financial commitments together, especially if you're going to be uh, partners. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's just important to get everything, you know, 
from 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 the beginning like i keep i'm going to keep repeating this i truly believe that it's important that everybody understands that each other's finances the way they spend money as well Mm -hmm. their money spending habits those kind of things if you get them early on then you'll know exactly what you're able to do as a couple yeah because in this country specifically um it's more everybody's salaries are more in line with each other and you're gonna need the other person's salary to help you do whatever you can in this country um we're, we're obviously in the process of buying a house at the moment and to buy a house oh, i hadn't told them that well 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 spoiler, here goes. spoiler. spoiler. well you we, i was going to announce this later, but i hadn't really i forgot <laughs> i was supposed to say that at the beginning so basically we are buying a house um it's only right that dapper would be the one to tell you because you know it don't want to be me putting my business out in the street so if he said it folks it is real so yeah we are in the process of buying a house, and this is kind of what inspired this Adulting 101 series, it started from a place of we were literally getting our affairs in order. We were literally trying to figure out um, what we could and couldn't afford. And that's where that staying in your lane kind of element is so important because we were looking at affordability in terms of getting a mortgage, in terms of what kind of house we wanted, um, and what kind of house we could afford in the long run. I think sometimes when you're looking at houses, especially like for us, we'd been looking for probably the last year, but not seriously, but like, you know, we're constant visitors of right move and just kind of seeing what's on the market. You can be so um, like ambitious about what you can afford. Like we saw beautiful houses and that's just be like, I don't think we can afford that house. But actually when we started looking, it's now understanding Oh, okay, because this is what comes in and this is what comes out. This is exactly what we can afford. Um, and that's why it's so important to cut your cloth accordingly. And this is where this finance kind of train of thought has come from in our household. So yeah, we're buying a house. I will probably talk more about house stuff if you're interested in the whole kind of buying process. Um, hints and tips, how we found the process. I mean, so far, how have you found it? Um, the house, house buying process is very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's very, it's not, I don't want to use the word complex, but, but it's, it's, uh, what's the word? Some comprehensive is the mm-hmm. word I'm looking for. So the house buying process is very comprehensive and you need to really understand your finances before you make the plunge to try and get a mortgage, to try and buy a house. Um, which again is what I'm, what I'm stressing about in the earlier bits of this podcast is that if you both know where you are from the beginning, um, there won't be any surprises when you're going through this process. Yeah. Um, because they're going to really, you know, delve into your finance, financial history, your credit history. And if you're linked with someone who doesn't necessarily disclose everything to you, it could have ramifications on your mortgage or mortgage uh, application process, mm. which would mean that you could get rejected a mortgage and your credit score could be affected or other things could be affected. Yeah. So it's important that everybody knows where they stand from the beginning mm-hmm. in terms of finances, especially if you're, committed to someone who you think you're going to spend the rest of your life with. Obviously, at the beginning, when you're just dating and, you know, having fun, that conversation is never going to come into play. But then as as time passes, you're going to need to have that conversation probably before you get married and probably before you start planning for a wedding. Because, again, that's another thing that this, this is. So the wedding one is a bit different to the house buying one where it's more of a transaction between the two families. Um, so especially in our cultures. 
So I guess in that case, it's better to just be honest with everybody, the family members at that stage, <laughs> because you don't want any surprises then. And then the house buying one is more you and the government, <laughs> a, a transaction between you and the government where yeah. they want to they want to delve into your finances further. Yeah. Things you haven't even thought about, the government are going to check. Yeah. So it's important that those two things are ironed out at the beginning so that there are no surprises at all. And then you just know exactly where you stand and you can, whatever you can afford. It's just, it's just common sense in my opinion. Well, it's, it's, it's common sense, but it, it takes a lot of discipline. I think, like I've said in my previous episodes, I haven't always been that financially savvy. Like we've all, everyone has a past where they're still figuring out and they're learning. Um, for you, at what age do you reckon you started being serious about your finances or taking them seriously? Like in terms of, being responsible and thinking ahead i think um i think for me it was probably i was later than most people some people do this really early they do this when they're at university i wasn't very into oh, my thinking either. about it honestly we're yeah. living our best lives exactly. <laughs> exactly so university i wasn't into my finances I, I splurged all the money that i got from the student loan and i'm still paying it back now mm-hmm. um after university i didn't get a job quickly enough so i never really got to earn my own money and try to learn to to live with my finances that way. It was probably around mid twenties that I started getting into finances because, because I'd wasted so much time not, not, you know, not working and not making my own money that then I then made it a priority to understand finances better. And that's why I take it seriously at this current time. But do you, but do you think there's a perfect age to start getting financially, um, savvy? Like, I think, I think if to answer the question bluntly, if I could go back in time to my younger self, I would tell him to take money seriously. But like how stage. much younger though? I'd say at the eight, when I'm at university. Really? Because that's when you start, that's when your life changes. You're now, you're now becoming an adult where you're going to be going to the adult world and you need to understand in this country, everything is about money anyway. You need to understand finances to really navigate your way through this country. Yeah. This I would, do you know, I would actually argue that it's even way before that because when I, when I was in college and getting like, um, allowance and I worked for a little bit, had I not so much like started saving at college, yeah. but knowing how to, balance your money I don't if think, i had started earlier i would be better off now i don't think you're wrong i'm just the reason why i said university is like i'm like that is the point where it has to click like you shouldn't wait until you left university and, and get a job again it's, it's difficult to really be good with money if you don't earn your own money some people you know have jobs at that age mm. i didn't work a lot when i was when i was a teenager so that's probably why money was i got into understanding money a little bit later um, but I think at university, you sh- you, sh- you should have some sort of uh, some responsibility about money and know when to save, when not to, to overspend. I get, at the same time, you can say, oh, I'm young, I want to have fun, mm. which which is fine. But as long well, as you I mean, we could say that reason, now, really. Yeah. Young is relative because someone who's 40, who mm. we talk to, will say to us, oh, you guys are young. You've got lots of time to figure it out. And so I think young is relative, but it is about just making sure that whatever steps you're taking today, especially when it comes to money, whether you're aware of it or not, will have a later impact down the line. And this is when it starts linking to things like credit score and linking exactly. into things like, you know, there's there's so many silly <clears throat> decisions or, you know, I would miss 
paying direct debits when I was at uni because I just thought, well, I don't have the money, so it's fine. Exactly. But actually, it's not fine because later on, it has a knock-on effect. So, yeah, those those things play a factor later on in life. Mm. Um, I know... Uh, when you default on the bank account, it takes six years to quit, to leave your credit. And that's report. mad. No one tells you that. Nobody tells you, but this is what I mean that handling your finances early and making all the mistakes early enough and then knowing that you've made a mistake and trying to fix it Mm. is is better to do it younger because when you'll get into the you don't want to be buying a house at 35 and then realizing that you have to wait another couple of years to let this thing get off your record before you can apply for a mortgage that kind of thinking is not going to get you anywhere Mm. so i think it's best just to try and understand finance listen to podcasts like 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 these who are, who are giving you all this little nuggets of information that you won't really get anywhere else mm. unless you search for it yourself. Um, so I think it's important to really understand and grasp, uh, you know, spending money in this country at a very early adult age. Yeah. I'd say, you know, by, by 20, you should really understand finances very well. Cool. So back to money and relationships specifically. So um, a couple of people asked me about joint bank accounts. Now, I think people are are a bit more open-minded now. There was a point in time where joint bank accounts seems a bit controversial because there's this sort of uh, letting go of control or all of these kind of conversations that people have. So we have a joint bank account. um, We have two. We have two joint bank accounts. That's correct. Um, Why did you – well, why did we think that was the best approach? Why was a joint account a good idea for us? I mean, it works – I'll be honest, it works for us because we we earn similar amounts of money together. So it's only fair that we kind of share the responsibilities equally. Mm. So a joint bank account works for us in that sense because everybody can know knows exactly what money they need to put into the account to pay for bills, savings, because mm. it's nearly the same. And also we all have we both have the same spending money that we can spend on our own terms, which we don't use the bank account. This the joint bank accounts for. Yeah. So So just like a, a a kind of breakdown. So we get paid individually into individual accounts and then we've got a joint bank account for all of our bills, yes. household savings is all in one place, and then we've got a spending a joint spending account which is covers stuff like entertainments and date nights fuel, um, and food. groceries and groceries, fuel. Yeah. And then we have our own accounts for our own individual spending money. So we actually have allocated ways that we can enjoy things together. Um, and we've got that in a budget and we've got ways of, you know, someone can go splash out and shop for their own clothes and it doesn't affect anything else happening in our house. And that's kind of how we did it and how it worked best. Now, do you think um, people should wait until they're married, like for the level of transparency that we have with money, do you think it was best place for us now that we're married and living together? Or like, do you reckon this would have worked for us in the six month of our relationship when we started talking about money? Um, Probably it wouldn't have worked if we did it early on. I think we waited, I think we waited till we, we got married because we started living together. So our bills were shared. Um, so I think if you if you don't get married and you live with someone long term, I think you should have a joint bank account anyway, only because I think it's uh, it just makes the the moving of money very easy and mm. it just makes it just makes it more transparent. But but there there is a risk with that as well because you may decide not to be with that person after a yeah, while, exactly. and then you have to then find a way to you know destroy the or stop the joint bank account, which could be a bit of a hassle, which mm. I get. 
Um, so I would say, um, it's probably safe a safer bet to do when you're married or if you're if you're engaged or something you're committed that you know to you're going to be that. with that person yeah. long term. And I mean for us we the actual joint bank account we only started when we were married but in terms of sharing of like the transparency of money we started doing a spreadsheet together before we got engaged so you know by the penny each person knew where they stood and each person knew like if if I said to you um I'm broke this month you could hold me accountable and be like but why you shouldn't technically be broke this month because you've got x you've paid for x and you should have x left over and I think sometimes that's where the challenge does arise in relationships because it does make you quite vulnerable in your own spending habits and you kind of feel like you you know you're not asking for permission but you have to be like oh by the way i i did this and i think sometimes people that's the element that they don't like when it comes to kind of joint bank accounts but that's why we then have a separate one so people can you know you can still do your own thing without it affecting the other person mm. um agreed in terms of advice what advice would you give to let's say the the single woman or the woman you know getting into a slightly serious relationship with her bay or whatever but wants to create a level of transparency around money with her man how has a man how would you um advise a woman to to encourage her to do that do you get what i mean like how has women i could easily say oh you should talk to him like this but actually as a man how would you like your woman to approach you when it comes to money without it feeling like um she's she's being overbearing or she's do you get what i mean i i think it's it's simple really you just have to explain um if you want to talk talk to him about finances then you just have to make him aware of the reason why you're doing it um, if you say you just want transparency, I want us to our finances to be merged. I don't want it, I don't want to think of it as as my salary, your salary. I wanted to think of it as our salary. Then that's that's perfectly fine. I don't know. I don't see why any man would. What unless, if he uh, says no? Unless he's egotistical and you know he earns less than you, and then he's going to feel some some kind of way because you're talking about finances because you want to make put one on it on him. He may think that way because some guys do. Or in the other way, if he earns more than you and he doesn't want to share that information with you, mm. which what I'd say is you may probably need to go find another person. Because, really? Because <laughs> any man who's not willing to be transparent and share, like the way I see relationships and the way I see partnerships is that everything is out in the open. There's no secrets. You need to trust each other wholeheartedly. And mm-hmm. when, it, when it comes to money, that's not any different. Mm. You need to share what each other's you know, find what, which other's income is. And you need to know exactly what's coming in and what's coming out. Because when you have kids, when stuff is going down, how you, who's going to know? Who's going to yeah. know? Or who's going to, where are we going to get the money from? Well, like, okay. you don't, don't want to just come home and then he has five grand, like, to save you. You're like, where did that come from? <laughs> like, I was struggling all these months and you're telling me you have five that's grand. That's so funny because that's yeah. what I said in one of the episodes. I was saying back in, back in my single days, someone offered to buy me these designer trainers. And I just didn't understand where they were getting the money from. And I was yeah. like, no, 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 I'm good. It's all right. I don't need, I no, don't know where no that money has come from. But okay, fair. I get that. And I guess that's obviously our approach because that's how we've done it. But I also do really appreciate that finances in households run 
so, so differently. Everyone really has to find the thing that works for them, for their house, whatever their situation is, right? So if um, the woman has approached the guy and said, you know, I want this level of transparency, and he has said, actually, no, I don't, not that he doesn't want to be transparent, but he's quite happy to look after her and kind of keep his but this income is, to himself, but he's covering all the bills. Is that okay? But this is what I mean. Like going back to what I said at the beginning, if you start talking about finances at an early stage, this will not be a surprise to him when you ask him this question. So he will not be like, no, because you've already spoken no, about it. But, the I, but I mean, even in the beginning, bre- breaching the subject, like for us, it was natural, but not every guy wants to but talk I, about I money. I dating. don't think we're in, we're in a new age now. I don't think women should just be okay with someone covering your bills. And if something happens to him, what's going to happen to you? You don't know what's going to happen because you're going to, you're going to be exposed to so much risk. But what? Because you don't know what's going to happen if he's not there to But what about chivalry and like being a kept woman? I didn't say there was anything wrong with that. But uh-huh. I feel like even in that case, uh-huh. the man should still disclose what he's doing for you <laughs> and he should tell you what he has spare so right. that when there's an emergency, everybody knows what's going on. Okay. Like if you're both getting arrested, the police are going to be like, where did this money come from? You'll be like, well, actually, I don't you know, know, I don't know. And then they'll be like, yeah, well, she is sure. We don't believe you. Like, we're just going to arrest you anyway because you're lying. <laughs> like, they expect you to know as the wife, you're there. Like, we how many programs do we watch when there's the serial killer's wife doesn't know that he's a serial killer? <laughs> well, like, what's wrong with her? Why didn't she ask questions? Why did she find out more? Okay, and that's okay. the truth. I, I, I get that. I get that. And without being too controversial, because I'm not really, you know, this podcast is not controversial, but I, I, I get where you're coming I'm from. I'm only kidding, by the way. I, I, I get where you're coming from. I think. In, in our own experiences and in, we grew up very different. We grew up in, you know, I grew up with a single mother, Dapu had both of his parents. How his parents do money and how I saw my parents doing money is different from the way that we've decided to do money. The way we do money is different from the way our siblings do money. I think everything you, you know, I, I spoke about this on a video on Instagram that actually it's important to know the transparency is in knowing what comes into the house and what goes out. It's not necessarily about governing how you guys handle your transactions in the household, because I think you, you have to come to a decision as a partnership. And I think that's really for us, the most important thing that we we're trying to drive home is that you have to work as a team in establishing what works best for you and what you're both comfortable with. Hmm. And it doesn't have to look like the way we do it, but at the same time, it has to come to a point where you as a unit know where you stand. And if that's the the approach you take, everyone's on the same page. And I think that's the most important things when it comes to relationship and finances. And this is why we're quite big on having that conversation early because sometimes it shows you the kind of character of an individual you're building a life with. And like Dapo said, it might be the decision of, it might be that information that that makes the decision of whether you want to build a life with this person, whether you don't, or if we are building a life together and you have X amount of debt, um, how can I help you to move forward or to improve? Um, and like I was saying, 
in I think in the first episode that I once upon a time could easily have thirty pounds left and two weeks left of the month and I would spend twenty nine ninety nine and I'd be like meh fine <laughs> and then when I met Dapsy it was like no this is not happening we're not doing this you know and we that's where the spreadsheet came because I was trying to learn to be better and kind of exercise my my financial savviness to you know, we're all trying to be fit and fit and rich out here. So it, I, it, it comes together. I'll just say one more thing in terms of, uh, you know, working as a unit and being transparent with your finances is important as well. Because again, when you're in a household together and you're sharing the finances, it's important to have one approach to how you're going to spend money as well. Mm-hmm. If two of you are keeping it, you know, keeping it separate and not letting the other person know what's coming in and what's going out then you're going to have too many approach, too many cooks in the kitchen, too many different approaches to, to how this money is spent. And then when there's an issue, when there's an actual crisis, you're not going to be able to know where to get the money from because mm. one person could have the funds or could just have half the funds and the other person has already finished their money that month. Yeah. If everybody's already open and knowing knows what's coming in and knows what's coming out and you know, everybody's keeping each other um, abreast of what's, what's happening in terms of the money for the month, then when situations like that come about, you can you can work at it you together. Can do you can fix it them. together. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think that's that's the same. I, obviously, we're talking from finances and relationships, but that's just the same even as a single person. Knowing what is coming in and what is coming out will make such a difference, and it will set you up um, in whatever you decide to build, whether it is buying a house, or whether it is eventually getting married, or even if you're trying to get a really expensive car, whether you're buying it outright or getting it on finance, it's important to understand what you can actually afford, and that's what it's all about. And I think sometimes we don't look at that, and in the doing it for the gram kind of culture. It's very easy to spend hours on Instagram and see all of these couples. Oh my God, they're doing five star. They've gone to Dubai. They've gone this. And I'm like, Tapo, can we do that? And he's like, no, we, we can't. Not right now because our finances just work differently. It's not something that's impossible out of reach, but it's about staying in our lane and saying, actually, we could do that next year, but this year, why don't we do something smaller? Um, and it's just so important not to get kind of caught up in society's perfection um when no one discloses how much they earn and how much debt they're in but yet they tell you that they can afford everything so you feel like you can afford everything too that's not real life folks so yeah that's really what this episode was all about um apologies it's taken about three weeks for us to record but we're here we made it um and yeah we've i've probably got two more episodes on adulting 101 and if you guys want to hear about the house kind of house buying process then i can add that onto this series but if not start talking about fun stuff that's not money because yeah i'm over (laughs) it now but yeah um like you know comment let us know what you think let us know if you agree are there things that you don't agree with we would always love to have a discussion any final thoughts um nothing really for me apart from this one thing i'd say again uh the reason again why the joint accounting joint joint accounts and the sharing of uh of responsibilities 
are work for us is because again we're holding each other accountable as well yeah one person could be a better money spender than the other or money hoarder than the other person <laughs> um but if you both are sharing the responsibilities and sharing the finances then everybody has a role to play and everybody's held accountable meaning that you would to you two will be more successful because of that Correct. so so i think I think even though you don't agree with me, I think it's something that everybody should try and see if it works for them. If it doesn't, then do do what works for you and then and just try and be just trust each other is probably what I'm gonna say finally. Just try and trust each other as much as possible that the other person can can handle, you know, them you sharing the the information together and, mm. and working towards one goal. Yes, a hundred percent. Be accountable, folks. I like that. Right. Thank you very much. Thanks, Mr. O. Thank you for having me on. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.